Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Movies Are Real for the exciting month of January 2024. I hope you brought your little snorkels and your little waiting little guys things, you know. What are those guys called? Pool floaties. Pool floaties, you know what I'm saying? Because we're going Water deep, wings. deep in just a rich month of films. So many films. We get, you know, so many motion pictures to talk about. Um... Ryan Lance, how are you? Yeah, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> well, how did I get here? How, yeah, whoa, whoa! I don't know anything about movies. Uh, what's up, Ryan? How are you doing? Uh, I I'm here. I, I just found out about movies, and I'm ready to talk about. <laughs> okay, great. Well, well, you're gonna love this film called Argyle. We're not talking about it today, but I'll promise you, it's gonna be very good. Oh my good. god, I would love it. If, <laughs> the idea of a person who's only seen one movie it's and hard. it's Argyle. The, you see Argyle? <laughs> from what I've, uh, we're not talking about that movie. This podcast, and from what I heard of the ending, that person would probably not watch movies ever, say, <laughs> ever again. Be like, wow, this is what movies are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little much. <laughs> uh, Carrie, what's up? How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, feeling the January vibe. Well, not anymore. It's February now, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in my post-January. Uh, <laughs> uh, era. <laughs> as we uh, as we'll talk about the podcast. It, Immediately, it was fuck you. It's January, just like, and then nothing, and then nothing. But it was like day three, like bam, January. Um, Thank God. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're starting the new year, which means uh, we gotta start preparing for our best of discussions and Oscar nominees are out in the wild. That's pretty the only, pretty much the only thing of interest in in theaters right now because just only, catching like, up to everything that's nominated i think the yeah. only like theatrical stuff was mean girls which we didn't see mm -hmm. beekeeper oh, yeah. which we didn't see mm -hmm. and that night's which we all which we saw opening night obviously. opening night <laughs> well i can't think of anything else new that came out i think those were like the same week or something right <laughs> Probably, I think yeah. beekeeper and mean girls were yes yeah and i think i think Nightswim was night swim was again the third day which again i don't understand <laughs> how they got that Cause like Blumhouse locks in that day. Yes, they absolutely day. lock like the first week. Good. I was just uh, impressed with that. Um, but yeah, I don't have any opinions about the Oscars to say. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm the only thing I have to say is that this podcast is pretty caught up, uh, other than Maestro. Uh, I believe everyone's caught up except Maestro for the best picture. I, I still need to watch Holdovers, but oh, you know what's that? I need to watch American Fiction. Oh, oh yeah, American Fiction. We'll get to, we'll talk about that uh, later. But anyways, yes, fuck you. It's January. <laughs> um, the film that we've been talking to and alluding to is Night Swim, uh, produced from James Wan's Atomic Monster. But now Blumhouse is Atomic Monster. Uh, and Wyatt Russell, is he at all related to Kurt Russell? Yep. Yes. He's, oh my, fuck you. That would be a joke. That's his baby moment. Nepotism continues, baby. <laughs> all right. Wyatt <laughs> Russell plays a younger um, Kurt Russell in, in, that, that, Godzilla in, in that Godzilla show. Monarch? Yeah. Huh. Because he plays him in like the calm he's going past. The, he's going and, the, I don't yeah. know, what's the, the Tom Hanks brother that does all the roles that Tom Hanks doesn't want to do, like for Toy Story cartoons and stuff. Oh, right. I, don't I was remember, like, not Chet Hanks, his, not Chet Hanks. I don't son. remember his brother's name. But yeah. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> he does like the toys I and totally stuff. forgot about that. That's a good gig. Just living <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> <He has> understudy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Night Swim. So what if a pool was haunted? Have you thought about that? No, this is not an R.L. Stein Goosebumps book. This is the first movie is, of the is, year. In the Bloodhound office, do they do they have like a board of like, what if this was haunted? And then like, what if 
a talking doll was haunted. No, we've done that. What, <laughs> if, what if a mirror was haunted? That's good. Right, so the, right. speaking of a movie about a haunted mirror, this was based on a short film, I guess, mm. which I, I have not seen. I it was like to watch that. It was like a concept. Yeah, of a yeah. Movie, um, which I can get that as a concept. That's a full feature film. Wow, that's something. How dare you? What if we add a baseball B plot? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. It goes go nowhere. Anywhere. It goes nowhere. <laughs> um. So we all saw this, right? We saw it together. We saw it together. Okay. <laughs> it feels so long. Ryan, it's true. So long. That was one of the most fun. That was my favorite theater going experience of 2024. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's, it was on my list of 2024 movies. It is. Best um, of 2024 for a month. Because it feels like it's, a, it's always a good moment in a movie where it is so ridiculously stupid that it just crosses the Rubicon or jumps the shark. Where, shark, where like the entire theater, at, for the first time in unison, like, what the? Is this? Yeah. Just like we're all like, this is the stupidest shit. In the it, made world. Me, it, made me, it made me think of when we saw Slender Man opening night oh, in that packed theater. That was amazing. That was a similar, similar experience where the entire theater was uh, laughing at the movie. Yes. <sighs> so we have a pool that is haunted. Um, we have this family. Uh, the father used to be. Oh, well, recently uh, is no longer a active professional baseball player due to an injury he got. Um, his uh, wife is a teacher, I believe, something like that. Yes. Something. Anyways, they are looking for a home to now uh, settle down. Now that he's not, you know, going around playing baseball everywhere, um, and uh, they try to put down roots. And they uh, see this house uh, that, uh, you know, it has a pool. It has a pool, it has a pool folks. <laughs> Seems a little too good to be true. It he can has, do his physical therapy he can do his phys- in the pool. In the pool. And then everybody's going to be like, you're the house with the pool. <laughs> uh, the pool is the best thing that's ever happened to this family. family. <laughs> um, so, yes, they fill that wa- the pool with water. And then weird stuff happens. Um, people, uh, yeah, before the movie, before our main characters, we get a little flashback to the previous family who owned the home, and then, uh, someone just disappears in the pool. Um, yeah, there's nothing else. The pool's haunted. It makes you, it's an evil pool that corrupts people, uh, corrupts the father in this film. And he becomes uh, obsessed with the he pool. He becomes obsessed oh, with the God. pool. Which is so funny. Because um, it's like... Cause like people like that exist, like their personalities one thing. <laughs> but like so for some reason having Kurt Russell's son be like, God, I love my pool. <laughs> my pool is so cool. Don't you try and talk shit about my you guys, pool. You guys want to get in my pool later? I have this awesome pool. <laughs> Let's be the pool family, am I right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just so fun. <laughs> it is just ridiculous. Um again, I was very proud of my letterbox. I am surprised no one on Letterbox made a joke before me. Maybe they did and they just didn't get popular. I thought it was gonna be the first one where it's like we bought a pool. Because that's oh, yeah. that's not, that was the best. Because <laughs> again, that's it's just, yeah. The movie knows it's ridiculous, but I wish it was even more ridiculous. Um, I wish it went all the way. It has moments of just like, that is a wild thing to say about a pool. Um, but like the spookiness doesn't like do a no. whole lot. Like when he gets like fully possessed by the pool, that was pretty... That was awesome. That, was, yeah. that had some mysticalism to it. But like for the most part, it's people like they're in the pool and they're doing the like the get their head a little halfway out of the water thing. And like when, and then they get like a glimpse of something just outside the pool. Like, oh, what? That happened six thousand times. <laughs> and like on the second time, I was like, all right, I'm a little done with this bit because yeah, it turns like, out there's not many visual scares you can do with the pool. With the pool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know what else to say about this movie. That the other watch this movie if it's on Netflix or something, and you want to watch something stupid with friends. Absolutely. That's what this is. <laughs> I mean, again, it's a haunted pool. That I don't know what to tell you, man. It's awesome. There's not a monster in the. I mean, there, there's an evil spirit, but there's not like a creature or anything. It's <laughs> it's, it's like it's like getting water from like a evil spring. Yeah, or yeah. evil spring. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, I do like. I told my I have a coworker who likes bad spooky movies, and I told them about this. So uh, her and her wife went to it at the the new B and B theater. In yeah, 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 yeah. And they went to the 4DX with like the vibrating Someone chairs. Someone made a 4DX for codec for the Night um, Swim, and they're like, "Ryan, that was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Our seats were rumbling with the pool. It was amazing." And I was like, my God, I should have gone, but I wasn't, I couldn't see the oh, pool movie so again. You want to spend a $20 ticket for Night Swim by the 40 exit? The 40 I would absolutely do that. <laughs> so I think that's the proper way to watch the movie, but I, I think our experience was still just as good. Still pretty good, still pretty good. Yeah. That's all there is to say, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm, uh. I'm, I'm curious what the short is. I'm curious what the short is like. Um, so, I think I think the good comparison for like the kind of like Blumhouse movie is. I think it's much more of like a Wish Upon like, mm-hmm. um, where it's just like so. I would have loved this movie more if it was like Wish Upon. Yeah, it's not it, as it crazy close. as Wish it gets Upon. Close, though. It doesn't feel as iconic, but it's still very funny. Yeah, um, I think I think this has the opportunity. It feels like an Into the Dark. Blumhouse thing to me. Oh, that's again, and this isn't a Blumhouse movie. It's, a, I guess, now it is because it got acquired. But I don't know. Did J- Why did James want choose this one? <laughs> I don't know. This is the man to make *Malignant*. I think you didn't remember that. Can't be quiet about *Malignant*. I do like *Malignant*. There's no *Malignant* love in this household. Um, maybe the man just is, has a soft spot for soft spot for someone showing him a short film, and the man like, "Can I make this into a full movie?" Like, so you know what? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for someone to give me that shot. So sure. So yeah, that's *Night Swim*. <laughs> we had nothing to say about it, and that's the only movie. <laughs> January. That's the only new movie we yeah, saw. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, we could dive deeper if you... Oh, man. I don't know Whoa. how to swim. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, American Fiction is on this list because uh, Ryan and I saw it. Uh, Carrie, you still need to see it, as you I mentioned? I still need to see it. Oh, this is a movie starring Jeffrey Wright about a writer um, who's having a, a bit of a struggle selling books. And uh, there's another writer who has gotten super popular by writing a book to him that that feels like pandering to like um, what people think African American the African American experience is like, or it's just like talking in a lot of slang and it just like he's like it makes like seem like cartoon characters. Um, and we go through his journey of like actually trying to he writes a book that is like essentially a cynical take on what he thinks that one book by that author played by Issa Rae in this film. Uh, yeah, and every. Sells like crazy. Uh, and, and, and in between that, there's a lot of family stuff going on. That is uh, that is like the B plot, but also the A plot. It, it, it def- that definitely feels That's like the, the family stuff thing about... is, is like the main thing. Like is the A plot, actually. And the B plot is the book. You know, him dealing with this book stuff on the side. Because yeah. like the, there's a lot of family stuff going on here because his, his, like his, his mom and brother and sister and caregiver i can't remember what um, yeah, she, yeah she was like the the family maid I yeah guess, yeah like they're all dealing with like their own things yeah and, you know he's dealing with his own things as well but he has to like 
be there for all of that too while also dealing with this book thing so and that's like not in the trailers at all you think from the trailer that it's all it's this, about the book it's all this funny like ridiculous honestly ridiculous most of the book stuff is in the trailer yeah honestly. <laughs> and like and like the context does like i do like the context because you get more of like his cynicism I like this a lot. I know George. Yeah, I like. I thought it was okay. Yeah, um, that was my yeah. I, I thought you know performances was great. I liked the. I, I liked all the the book stuff, you know, of him like writing and like thinking of ideas. Yeah, there's not enough about stuff. that. They don't show that in the trailer, so I don't want to yeah. talk about that. But it, they do some fun things. They do with some like, fun stuff with that, yeah. and, I, and I like. I, I love as someone who doesn't understand that experience. I like hearing you know. I like I like hearing other people's thoughts on like that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. that's something that like I would never really think too much about. Yeah, and I know there's like arg- arguments where like maybe he's like too cynical and he should like let loose a little bit without being very vague about it. That but, is ultimately the le- like you are too cynical, yeah. bro. But I like I like I like being like hearing the stuff from this character's point of view and thinking about you know the art and culture and the world and how people view this stuff through that perspective. Yeah, the big, I think that's all very, very The biggest cool. moment of conflict is, I think, is when, uh, <laughs> you know, Jeffrey Wright's character and Issa Rae finally meet and mm-hmm. talk about, that's probably the most interesting thing, where I, like, sort of deconstruct um, how this character views, uh, like, her work and then mm-hmm. her, like, rebut- like, rebutting to, like, what mm-hmm. he has to say. Uh, and that's probably the most, I think, I guess that's the climax of the movie. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, for me, I think uh, yeah, the two thing, the two, the A and B plot uh, just didn't work for me. I don't know. I, I was much more interested in like seeing what the movie would do with the the B plot being the book and the him dealing with his um the main character is the character who was like super cynical decided to um, exit himself from the family in order to pursue his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes super en- engulfed in it, engulfed in it, and he never checks back in on his family. So he's a stranger essentially, and so it's him coming back, picking up the pieces at the same time while he's having this sort of uh, identity crisis and uh, slump in his career. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Uh, I didn't love it. I'm, I'm shocked it was best picture, but okay, cool, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's still worth watching. Definitely. And, uh, I think Jeffrey Wright's great. Um, I don't know if he does anything, like, uh, if he doesn't, I don't know if he pulls a performance that, like, the best I've seen of Jeffrey Wright. I don't, Yeah. He doesn't have, like, a moment. Like, most, like, best picture actors, like, have, like, a moment scene. Yeah, no, there's not a big scene in this movie, no. And, like, there's, like, parts that are, like, very good, but, like, it's not, like, a, The ending, kind of, but, yeah. You can't show that. That that spoils way too much of the movie. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah, American fiction. It's all right. Ryan liked it. I liked it a lot. Very <laughs> good. Uh, Carrie, this movie was sort of got kind of snubbed at the Oscar nomination. Yeah, I I thought it would. I mean, I don't think I had. I don't know if I had seen it yet when the nominations came out. But I was really pulling for Andrew Scott because yeah. I love Andrew Scott. But uh, all of us strangers. Yeah. Uh, we follow Andrew Scott, our main character, who is a writer, and he lives in this new apartment building that has, like, just opened. It's this huge building, and it's seemingly just him and one other guy living here, and that's Paul Meskel. And uh, Andrew Scott is trying to 
compose this project that he's writing about his parents and his own life. And so he's going through old memories and, uh, he, his parents died when he was like 12, I think. And he's in his thirties now. And so he winds up going and walking around his old town and he goes to his old family home and finds his parents there alive and well, but he's just there to, and then, uh, it sort of played like this is him having this experience as a way to work through his past and his trauma to write about it. Mm -hmm. But also it's him having these conversations with his parents that he was never able to have. So it's like 20 years on of him now as a, a fully out adult talking to his mom about it. And she's he remembers her as being a certain way. So he has to have these conversations with her where she's still in like a 20 years ago mind mm -hmm. frame about being gay. And so it's just him trying to work with his parents to work through his past, but also forming a relationship with Paul Meskel, who was in the building with him and him trying to overcome his inclination to always be closed off. Mm, mm, uh, mm. So he sort of leans on Paul Meskel and Paul Meskel sort of leans on him. It's a very heart-wrenching but beautiful movie and the ending is devastating i will just let you know Hell yeah. and it seems like almost cruelly so devastating but <laughs> it's a really good movie so hard to recommend but i love andrew scott emotional like, tear jerky yeah 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 for sure is, is it as emotional as like a similar paul mescal um what was his movie last year oh after sun after sun yeah uh, the ending yeah. felt like oh that that yeah that was a rough one huh? that implies yeah. some bleak stuff yeah I would say. Okay. Interesting. Comparable for sure. Uh, Paul Mascow playing sad gays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two years yeah. in a row, baby. <laughs> Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott have amazing chemistry. And uh, it's really, it's, I could see someone saying that some of the script ventures into kind of corny territory, but I never really felt that too much. It's just a lot of, him confronting these issues that he never got the chance to confront with his parents and asking them questions about things he was scared about or wondered about as a child and him trying to work through what their responses might have been. It's really cool. It's a cool movie. It's based on, I want to say a Japanese book mm. called Strangers, I believe. I don't remember the author, but... Uh, I saw someone making a, I saw a jokey tweet that sort of spoiled something for this movie, and I was like, huh, okay. So, uh, I'm kind of want to feel like, I kind of just want to watch it now because of that joke tweet, because I was like, okay, interesting. Um, but yeah. It's all, good. All the strangers. The strangers. Highly recommend. Snubbed. Big time snub, because Andrew Scott is so good. At, at least for best, best actor snub. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think. It wasn't, it was yeah, it wasn't nominated for, like, anything. No, it did not I get anything. I didn't see it. It got kind of completely, uh, yeah. yeah. Just like Ferrari. Boo. No, no, that movie is... I didn't see that, but. <laughs> I think it got something, actually. I don't know what it was. Really? Probably I... sound. It might have been sound. I don't know. Most funny trailer. <laughs> it's fucking epic trailer, man. It's so good. I love it. I love it. Maybe visual effects. Oh, my. Mm. No, maybe not. <laughs> Uh, okay, I know what this is here. Fallen Leaves is the next movie on our list. I don't know what this is. Uh, it's one that I saw. Oh, I saw your review the... about this, and I can't believe it's for... I can't wait for you to get into. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk okay. about that. That's oh, the main wow. reason I put it on the list because it's a smaller movie. I think it's 
Finnish, I want to say. I think it was nominated at the Golden Globes, but it's mainly about these two characters who, uh, it's like a a slice of life, very, very toned down romantic movie, but it's these two characters who each are kind of the, the sort of insular quiet one of Mm. their group. And then they sort of happenstance meet each other and then they want to try and get back together and meet each other. But we have our main girl who is, uh, she works at like a grocery store and she's a little more quiet, keeps to herself. And then we have the guy who works in like construction, but he's a little more, he's kind of overly dependent on alcohol and he's a little bit of a fuck up, but they kind of find each other and it's, it's a lot, I like how toned down it is. Like, it just feels very real, true to life. But it sort of follows the adventure of them meeting, going on a date, and then uh, they do this thing where she never tells him her name, and she just gives him her phone number. It's like, call me again, and we'll go out again. And then he loses the phone number, so then they're, mm. like, trying to reconnect. Mm. And she's like, Classic. why didn't he call? And he's like, God, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I wanted to talk about it, because uh, in this movie, the way that it's presented is also very something that I enjoy where everyone talks pretty flatly. Like, I don't know if it's a super, like, deliberate choice, but it's just all very calm. There's no yelling or anything. Mm. But uh, on their date, they go to the movies, Ryan. And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, she's like, you can pick what movie. That's fine. And then it cuts to them being in the theater and the movie is playing. And so we're watching the movie and it's the dead don't die. <laughs> It was me and two other people in this theater. I started losing my shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was the scene at the end where he's like looking through the binoculars and sees all the zombies fighting. And it's like, you see Adam Driver and Bill Murray and all the zombies attacking them. And it cuts to our two main characters in the theater watching it. And then it cuts to them leaving the theater. And uh, uh, the, the guy's like, did you like the movie? And she's like, yes, I loved it. I've never laughed so hard in my it's very surreal. It's very scary. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That is, whoa. <laughs> that is such a, such a pick. so specific. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like, it's like recent, but not like super recent too. No, so it's, it's a it's very weird pull. It's, like, it's like the perfect like distance from like, huh. I was not expecting that. She was like, that was a lot of zombies. Those two cops wouldn't have been able to <laughs> So, just for that alone, I recommend this movie. I've never been more quickly endeared to a film so wholeheartedly than when they did that. The best thing that's ever happened. It's pretty good. Jesus Christ. Also very surreal. It's like, like, is this a dream? What is happening right now? Did they they, uh, steal my information and make this movie just for me? When someone buys a ticket, they they scan... They scan there. It's like it's like. Magician. So if I watch it, like Vanilla it, Sky. <laughs> I love Vanilla Sky. Did you see Michael Shannon in the background of that one scene? It's like, I did. I love him. <laughs> he was such a good security guard. Uh, it's like magicians like cold reading. It's like, did someone post on Facebook recently? I didn't watch it, but uh, her dad's dead. Like, oh, my dad died. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, I'm really happy that you had that experience, Carrie. That was amazing. (laughs) I had the power of (laughs) sin. 
Alright, in the last movie, I can't fucking believe it. This has to be a record episode. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest. Finally, The Zone has come to everybody's uh, movie theater. Um, as this movie was uh, nowhere to be seen in wide distribution right. for a long time. Um, Especially for an A24 movie. Yeah, they really like. held this one uh, for a while. And Jonathan Glazer's not doing a lot of interviews either. Um, so I don't know. But yes, uh, Jonathan Glazer, director of Under the Skin? Mm-hmm. Yes, I wanted to say. Sexy Beast? Sexy Beast. I've not seen it's been on my list for a while. In Birth, yes. And Sexy Beast, which apparently is getting a Peacock remake. Oh. And it is just like, it is just, it's just, it's just like, an ABC show or like a that, P- that's never what you want to hear and so people were like <laughs> and so as I understand from what I've seen it seems like that is not a movie you would t- that is not a movie you would remake into a television show it's being turned into a series I mean, I, I don't even I, know what the movie's about. I, I will honest. say a sign of some Like, it's Peacock. surreal. As a Jonathan Glazer movie, for, it looks yeah, like it, yeah. For for Peacock series, uh, there's a TED series right now. Mm. And out of boredom, I watched it. And that show was way better than... That, that's what everyone said, yeah. yeah. I feel like I've been seeing My favorite well. joke, it's set in, like, the past, um, is this joke where they're in Boston. It's like, oh, the spotlight team's doing a wonderful interview about the church. You guys should go talk to them about that. And that's the whole thing. It's like, what a specific wonderful joke. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, the Zone. The Zone of Interest. So, yes, uh, this is a movie about, I guess, a thing I did not know was a real thing. Uh, but it's a house that uh, is essentially right next to... Auschwitz. Auschwitz right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the house where the... Uh, the commander, whatever the hell, uh, stays. It's it might have, as I understand, it was a vacation house beforehand because there was the diary where they had a bunch of people writing their about their stay there. So it was unclear because it's it's definitely not just a house. Like people come, like it's a transit. Right. Like people pass through it and stay for a bit. Um, and I think now it's like who's ever in charge of the facility, exactly, or something like that, because yeah. there's a little diary. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sandra Hewler is in this as well. Uh, hot new upcoming actress. Um, and so, yeah. So we follow the family of the le- of the leader again. He probably has a historical name. I don't remember any of their Boss, names. I think. Something. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, them just living a normal like suburban life while they like, live next to Auschwitz. <laughs> if you turn the volume up, you hear. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the biggest thing about this movie. Yes. I mean, this movie is like all sound pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of it is sound. It's, Clearly, they spent a lot of time doing that instead of, like, they don't show you the stuff. It's just, like, in the background, the periphery. Um, yeah, I mean, in the beginning of this movie, again, fucking wild. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, as pe- as a lot of people now start doing their, uh, I'm going to watch all the Oscar movies. I'm going to go to a theater. Especially, like, older folks. I know like to do that. And, like, right. when the first five minutes of this movie, it's like. <laughs> Two minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking exactly. theaters are gonna get people yes, coming up? Like, the movie's broken. <laughs> exactly. When that when that happened, I thought I thought of like all those like weird like Logan Paul like like reviews of films because oh. like, like this movie was so boring. Nothing happened in oh. Nope. Oh, it's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So Looking I was thinking of I was thinking of people like that being like, what is this zone? What's the big? What's happening? Yeah, looking forward to the Twitter threads. Um, but yeah, and like a Jonathan Glazer, it is is still a surreal movie. Um, it is a uh, really it has a lot of visually it has a lot of visually striking moments, which I think is also a thing he's known for. I mean, he used to be. I mean, he still does commercials and music videos, I guess. But he came from music videos, so. But um, but unlike Michael Bay, and uh, well. 
David Finch also came from music videos. Uh, but I'm like, he, he's, he does really striking weird shit with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think of the zone? I think it's, I, I have so, I, I talk about this a little in my review, but I have so much trouble, like, like, uh, being, saying, like, things about movies on this subject. Of the just Holocaust? Cause, just because, like, it's so, like, what, like, it's like, oh, this movie's awesome. It's about the Holocaust. Like, that movie. feel, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's saying that. Like, so it's just, like, it's a very well-made film and all the sound stuff is good. But in, in, you know, if you like Oscar stuff and good films, you know, watch it. But I just have a, I have trouble articulating, like, the other stuff just because, you know, the, uh, what it's about <laughs> yeah carrie what'd you think then uh i think the movie's really impactful and uh i i uh i think it's awesome oh no, <laughs> so, no. i just really uh it's not something that i i agree with ryan it's not something you can really say that you enjoyed but yeah. it's yeah. really cool to experience a piece of cinema that is just so unique but also so affecting and it's just like this feels important and yeah. uh difficult and uh wow uh <laughs> it has it has its vision and it sticks to it like all the way through which is mm. very bold because you know a, a lot of people want to see this stuff um especially nowadays it seems so just having everything pushed to the background mm -hmm. is a very and you know, keeping that, but not, like, having, like, a moment where, like, you go, like, into the place and, like, yeah. see, like, oh, shit. Um, because, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, it's I, the Holocaust. I think it that's sucks. part of what it convey, conveys so effectively, just being, you have to watch it and you have the experience of, like, oh, I kind of see what these people are about. They're just a yeah. family living in this house. But then it's, like, well, no, they're horrible and they're committing yeah. this atrocity. But it's like you—it's so easy to distance yourself from these horrible things that happened in the past. A hundred percent. That's yeah. A hundred percent. That yeah. wouldn't happen today. It would one million percent happen today. It's <laughs> yeah. currently happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it, I think that movie conveys it super effectively. Just yeah. To let you know, hey, uh, atrocities are committed by human beings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by hanging out with them, you get like they're not cartoon evil. Like they're just. They're people there. Yeah, yeah. They, they do regular family stuff. Yeah. Which is very Yeah, she bizarre. talks about her garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think the movie's great. It's like you mentioned, Carrie, like it's very much like it's very much like like cinema. It's like go to a movie theater mm -hmm. and watch this and just like be in a room with a bunch of people uncomfortably sitting for those right. two minutes yeah. where you're just like it's so it's like and people like ordering popcorn it's like this is so weird why are we why are you doing what are we it's, it's so, so strange so dystopian seeing, it's so dystopian seeing this movie at the house being like should i get the loaded fries or, that's why i didn't order any food it's <laughs> very weird um but yeah uh i think the the like it's not a movie that revels in it's like oh we're gonna show you some fucked up shit if Baron Aronofsky made this movie oh, it'd be very oh different my God, I'd kill I fucking myself. hate that guy oh yeah <laughs> fuck that idiot fuck um, but yeah it, yes it is a movie that is very deliberate it is very careful um it, it has a style but that style is um it doesn't feel like uh it doesn't intrude in the kind of the story they're trying to tell which is a story about Essentially, the Holocaust and um, the decision. I, 
I don't know how I feel about the... Well, I guess... I guess the ending is uncomfortable, and I guess maybe that's why I didn't love it, because, uh... I don't know what, it maybe just asks... It just has... It asks a lot about, um... I don't know, like, just how time... <laughs> time in our own lives and just... The way we look at history and the way we look at things, horrible things that humans did and now we learn about it and it's just history and we look at it at a, behind some glass or read about a textbook and we just become so distant to it, right? And we're, this movie hopes to be like, all right, like we're not going to, we're not going to pelt you in the head with a bunch of violent imagery uh, in order to make you feel something. We're just going to show you the banality of being this horrible, horrible. Uh, and hoping that that affects you and hoping that it doesn't make it doesn't make it seem so fantastic so long ago mm -hmm. or so impossible for it to happen again. Um, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, my point with there, I guess, was like, I don't know how I feel about the ending because, uh, like I said, it, it's really uncomfortable. And there's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't fully worked out my thoughts, but that ending is uh, is a lot. Um, but I loved um, the uh, the moments where it gets super stylized and surreal where we, uh, like, the scenes at night where we have a character who is uh, essentially, like, trying to leave uh, supplies mm -hmm. for the, the people yes. in the Holocaust. Uh, not the Holocaust, the, in Auschwitz. Um, and it gets, like, the con super high, like, contrast, black and white, mm -hmm. bizarre soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I read an article on The Guardian that was about this movie, and that was based on uh, Jonathan Glazer met with a 90 year old person who was it part of the Polish resistance, I believe. And she would actually do that. She would take apples and mm -hmm. put them around oh. inside the camp for workers to find. Interesting. And the part in the movie where she finds that like piece of music that like actually happened. And that's like the actual piece of music oh. that she found. And I was like, that's dope as hell. That Cause I remember cool. watching the movie and being like, I understand what's happening, but this, I don't know what this is. And then just reading that, I was like, whoa that's very so it's it's cool to know that he went so because i mean he's been working on this movie for a long time yeah. it's so cool to know that it's very thought through and very mm -hmm. it is a weird movie um I, I think a lot about uh i think i've mentioned this three times in the podcast but, but jennifer lawrence i know weird bringing her up but she said like she likes elf a lot because Will Ferrell's commitment to the bit and you don't know but when you're doing it you don't know it's funny until it's made right I imagine when you're making this movie about the Holocaust and at a certain point when you're in the production you're like so when are you going to show the bad shit like when are you because sure. like, it's all yeah. audio it's all mm -hmm. subtle it's all subtle so it's like mm -hmm. you don't I imagine you're making is like I sure hope Jonathan and crew know what we're doing here because we're just <laughs> hanging out here yeah. talking about dinner and <laughs> yeah. shit and it's uh, well, weird and I mean uh, I read that they didn't that most of the camera work was just like cameras that were mounted inside the house so there mm. wasn't even like production team in there with mm. them filming them so it just probably felt extremely surreal yeah, and yeah, crazy yeah. <laughs> I was like I gotta put all my trust in this director he's not gonna make me <laughs> never be able to work again <laughs> um, but yeah it's of interest it's great fantastic very good lives up to the hype um, yeah I don't know uh, I would like to see another Jonathan Glazer movie that doesn't take about a decade. Because um, that guy makes bizarre films that I really, really, really love. So, yeah, that's all for January, folks. Pack it up. You didn't see Mean <laughs> Girls. 
I imagine it's fine, and uh, I have nothing interesting I, to say. I uh, fell into a weird TikTok hole where everyone was complaining about how the <laughs> the main girl who plays Lindsay Lohan's role can't sing very well, and they're oh. all upset because she sounds. I sa- I heard a couple of clips, and she sounds like uh, Emma Watson in <laughs> New Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Oh. Attitude and <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, I would not enjoy watching that. Okay. Because Renee Rapp was in part was part of the Broadway music. Yeah, yeah, I think she was in the cast that just premiered like right before COVID happened. Um, so she only got to do like a few two performances shows or so. and then got pulled. I and, think. Yeah, and then probably Tina was like, "You're really good. We should yeah. do this movie together." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, we didn't see it, so we'll never yeah. know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I probably won't. I'll yep. probably skip. <laughs> I'll probably rewatch Mean Girls. Um, anyways. February! Uh, Argyle! Who is he? What's Agent up with Argyle? The bigger this, the lies by. The hotter the spy. <laughs> um, well, you've all seen this, but we're not going to talk about it unless you really want to just flip it and talk about it now. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am just flat. I, I, I don't know. I'm just flabbergasted this movie. I'm going to make an executive podcast. Is this a kind of movie where we have something interesting to say about it now that we'll forget in February? Where we also record the best stuff usually. Hmm. Just talk about Argyle. Let's talk about Argyle. I want to know. Okay. We're talking about Argyle. Aiden Argyle, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is a writer. She makes the Argyle series of spy books that are very popular and she just made the new one and she has all the things like What's gonna happen in the next one? But then you know she's on the train, and he's like, "Oh, you, your, your stuff is based on is is you're predicting the future. And we and everyone's trying to go after you." This movie is insane. Like it makes no goddamn sense. It's it's like it's like a, it's like imagine like you're reading a book, and like each chapter ends with like an insane cliffhanger. That's like what the hell? How did they resolve this? And then the first line is like. Oh, Thank God we got out of that one. It's like, it's, it's like how I would feel people would talk about like Riverdale when they're like, the entire town was taken, was was put under quarantine, then the next episode they don't bring it up again. Like, that's how it feels. Because, like, this movie, there's so many twists and turns that, like, like it feels meaningful, but you, like it feels like it's supposed to be, but, right, but, yeah. but you're so confused as to the context of what's mm-hmm. happening. That it doesn't make any sense. There's just so much movie happening at you. There is a lot. And it has that... If I wanted to get this movie everything, you know, Matthew Vaughn is a very visual director. I would think, like, a more, like, fun and cartoony yeah. Zack Snyder-esque in terms yeah. of, like, loudness and brightness. And, like, that stuff all looks very good and technical. But, like, that plus the insane nonsense script just makes me not be able to, like comprehend what's going on right if that's fair um and then the reveal is a little confusing but like okay let's move it. like the reveal of who it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of business it's a lot of business the reveal of <laughs> who agent argyle is like when they do that then like they have to like a step back like hey here's how we can here is how why that is the case and it's like a long experience to be like this is this is what's happening. And also, there's going to be four more twists after this. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking exhausting. Carrie. <laughs> yeah. This movie's a little too long and a little too stupid. Yeah, a little too <laughs> stupid. Say. Because, like, there's parts of it that I really like. There's parts of it that are really funny. I love Sam Rockwell. He, he, he makes the movie. He makes the movie. Him being like a like a bumbling middle aged Keanu Reeves type is like incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
like him just taking out like like rows of room while also like looking like him Mm -hmm. is just incredible yeah and like maybe i'm dumb but when i was watching the trailer i was like oh so this is gonna be all henry cavill and john cena it's hardly them and it's mostly sam rockwell i'm like why didn't you tell me that i would have been so much more invested but i did still see it on yeah yeah we did but (laughs) i don't know how much more invested i guess i could have gotten but but yeah, it's a very stupid movie. It was all about the mystery <laughs> of who Agent Argyle is. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that was dumb. Okay, and I'm not going to watch this movie. No one's watching this movie. Six million dollars at first week, which means it's going to end probably with 12 million at a budget of yeah. 200 million. Just catastrophic. Oh. Catastrophic. Oh. Do you want to know who the real Agent okay, Argyle is? What happens? Who is Agent Argyle and what is up with this ending and post credits? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Halfway through the movie, it's revealed that the real Agent Argyle is Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. And she she has amnesia, and she's been writing her past uh, without realizing it. But it gets very... But, like, that's confusing. And then, like... <laughs> that's already stupid. It's already, it's already a lot, all right? But then, like, the way they explain why she's writing this and, like, who she's writing it for is, like, so, like... There's, like... The, There's a lot of work you put into I don't know who Sam that. Rockwell works for. It's like they're good guy spies, but then there's the bad guy spies who's feels, run by Brian Cranston. It feels like the Brian Cranston was like originally the good guys, but then they were like, we're going to be bad, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I guess. What are you, the U.S. government? <laughs> but but then like there's some like like rogue spies who are rogue but actually good, and they... <sighs> it's nonsense. Too but much. like... <laughs> The movie ends, you know, they save the day. I fu- what drove me crazy is like, <laughs> when they were about to, like, give uh, Samuel Jackson the codes, which also I love him watching football. <laughs> That's the best... Basketball, sorry. That's the best part of the movie. There's, like, this big action scene, George, and... It'll okay, and as like they're trying to upload a file. Yeah, to, they gotta get the file with like the entire dossier of the bad guy spies yeah, or something, and to they gotta Samuel get it to Jackson. Samuel Jackson because he's in charge of the the nice list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's watching uh, basketball. He's like sitting in a chair with like his legs kicked up, and he's like lightly, <laughs> he's, he's like lightly clapping, <laughs> and it goes to do that like. Four times. <laughs> maybe, maybe they didn't know what he was gonna be doing. So he's so like, I'm just like, is that what people do when they watch sports? Or are they just casually, yay? <laughs> but like during that fight, like the last layer of twist, where like she's also a sleeper agent, like right. That made me wanna like pull that my was eyes so out. Just, dumb. Like, just let the movie end because, already. Because we find out that uh, cause uh. What's her name? Catherine O'Hara, right? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's her mom, and yes. we there's like a big reveal in the middle where it's like, oh no, Brian Cranston is her dad, and okay. so it's like, whoa. And but then we find out that they're not her parents at all. Okay. They just intercepted her in the hospital when okay. she woke up with amnesia and showed her a little swirly video with like brainwashing footage to okay. make her think she was a writer with anxiety. Okay. <laughs> so, the, but then they also put in. Uh, a little music box that is her sleeper agent activation song. Okay. So when when we get to the final thing and they're trying to upload the file, uh, she comes out with the music box and then Bryce Dallas Howard starts beating the shit out of Sam Rockwell and it's like no, but but it's also like she was part of their evil team, but then like she decided to defect, and but then they're like, did they know that she defected? <laughs> right. And there's like, so why brainwash her, uh, like <laughs> twice? I guess because like they're telling her that she's. You know this writerly, but then they put an extra layer of brainwash on top. Of it. I don't know. It's 
It's so complicated. It's but very silly. The the end thing, everything's all good. There, there's two end things. Both of them are equally fascinating to me. <laughs> and I had like, I looked on the Wikipedia. I don't know if this is how, who that character is supposed to be, but I'm just going to take its word for it. Go for it. But uh, she's doing the, she's doing the real, the final Argyle book. Everyone loves it. Everyone, there's She's people, doing like a reading. A reading. Mm-hmm. And then she does questions from people. And then, and Henry Cavill and John Cena, they're just Argyle characters. characters right, yeah. Yeah, so like we see them whenever she's writing, and then sometimes when Sam Rockwell is fighting, she'll see Henry Cavill like phase in and out, because mm-hmm. she's like, Argyle? Yeah. And sometimes she'll see Argyle, after she finds out that she's Agent R. Kyle, because yeah. her name's Rachel Kyle. Yeah, funny, yeah. huh? <laughs> she'll see him in her reflection like giving her pep talks and stuff Mm -hmm. but we don't actually see henry cavill yeah well we're assuming that he's just a character but but then at the end a weird henry cavill with like a weird like mullet like curly (laughs) mullet and like a texan accent like stands up like yeah i I don't i don't have any questions but i'm sure you've got some for me because bryce dallas howard sees him and she's like (gasps) and and like that's confusing. Yeah, and I, that's and I was like, like so who's that supposed to be? And then according to Wikipedia, that's supposed to be the real Agent Argyle. I was like, what do you mean? This whole movie told me that was the real Agent Argyle. Huh? And then after that, it says Argyle, book one, the movie well, coming no, no, soon. No, no. We cut to a we cut to a oh, post credit yes. scene where we're rolling up to a pub called the Kingsman Pub. Oh my god! And I knew like, it. I knew it. I knew it. This dude comes in and goes up to the bar and is like, it's me, uh, fucking Sexatoni Argyle. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) He says he's also Argyle. Yeah, and then it cuts to the poster of the book cover and it says, Argyle, book one, film one, coming soon. And it's like, why? Everyone (laughs) in the theater was like, huh? (laughs) Like, it was the loudest talk I've ever experienced. (laughs) It was bizarre. Because I was just... Immediately, well, I saw the Kingsman thing and I was like, oh, of course, stupid. And then that <laughs> happened and I was like, what? So I don't know if it was supposed to be like an in-universe trailer for when her movies get adapted or when her books right. get adapted to movies or if that was just an ad. But like, there's no way. There's <laughs> no way. Make another one. <laughs> so that means that this is existing in the same universe as the Kingsman yeah. and then this Apparently, is a book. There's like a movie that's... based on the book. No but, one knows. Uh, but it could also be an actual legitimate, yeah, which no way. Like, no way. how did this happen? Mandalorian is not a bad movie maker. Why did this happen? I, this was my biggest thing when I was leaving the theater. With Harry, is like, is like he makes like solid movies. Yeah, they're like, fine movies. He's a good like director, you know. But like his movies, especially the Kingsman movies, have not been like financially like. You know, the people, big hits. They're people like fine. Don't, right. People, don't people watch them. Some people know about them, but yeah. they're not like a mainstay. Yeah. And yet he's making a, his own cinematic universe with like two kings of movies, a prequel <laughs> called The King's Man, and now Argyle, <laughs> the secret like thing that has a fucking Iron Man 1 Samuel Jackson post credit where assembling the King's Mid Team Brett scene. It's like, how is it, who does he know? Is he rich? How. What has happened? Well, he, yeah, Hollywood it's very it. strange. It's very strange. I, I don't get how this has happened. I don't know how Ma- Manny Vaughn has somehow found a, a career where he was just like a reliable, he's a reliable, fine director. His movies will always be okay. They will make decent returns. Always fine. 
why all of a sudden have this be $200 million, yeah. laying it on table, Dua Lipa, John Cena, Henry Cavill, why this? And it just, man, I feel bad. I, I don't know. It. Like, why and, you do and this? And it's like, I've read that he has plans for a third, like, official Kingsman movie. Bro! So it's like... What are you at this point? You might as well happening? remake Kick Ass, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get I I don't understand when you get tired of making four, like, in the same spy like, movies with the same like style and sense of humor, too. I mean, this one's like, PG I mean, again, he's right? he's going out there and pitching movies, so I don't know. They'll be like, I would have been like, hey man, I make movies with modest budgets, they get a modest return. People eventually watch them, like, the, the, the people who watch them build over time on Netflix and shit, let me just make this $50 million movie that'll do okay, and I can keep doing this forever, and maybe I'll do an X-Men again. I don't know, is but instead... That, cause this I is, don't know. This is an Apple This is game. Apple. So $200 I wonder, million. They, dollars. I wonder if they bought kids, but if they want that to be their... They were like, we need to go big. We're Apple, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We ha- we actually have unlimited money. Because <laughs> their big thing is, like, their big thing is, like, how many celebrities in this Apple original? How yeah. many celebrities in this fucking... Dumbass reality show about whatever the hell. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Argyle. Argyle. I'm glad we talked about that. Because again, we, I knew we were going to forget all of that. There's like, so much stupid it's so, shit. I've already forgotten. So, it's so exhausting. It really is. It's just it's juggling so many plates and it keeps being like, surprise, she's actually going to kill Sam Rockwell. And I'm like, I don't want And at the same time, it's still a fascinating... Um, Dissection and marketing. Because the biggest problem... The movie could have been good, but on top of all the marketing being bad, the movie was not good and confusing and bizarre. <laughs> so, that's what, so because there's a, there's an interesting case study. Someone's going to break down, like, what the fuck happened with the marketing for this movie? Because it became a meme based on one trailer and some posters. Everyone's like, this is so bad. What is this movie about? Why the fuck do I care about Agent Argyle? What? What? The Twisted Mind Matthew Vaughn? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Anyways. Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, Diablo Cody and Zelda Williams. Uh, Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Let's go. Um, he escaped Riverdale. Hell yeah. <laughs> I hope this is good. Um, I hope I'm it's so good. Excited. I hope it's good. I'm, I'm not going to set excited. I'm not going to set my expectations too high. I hope it's to too be. Too late. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, ha- it has the weird like vibes of like a of a Jennifer's body. Yeah, of course. Which I'm it's exactly for. why I hope it's good. That yes. not I don't want to set my expectations because I, I I think if you set out to make the movie Jennifer's body like if you try to do that again, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. But I believe in you, Diablo and Zelda. But it just seems like uh, you're, it seems like you would be setting yourself up for failures. But I hope it's good. I hope it's good. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Um, the Promised Land. What's this? I don't know. It's a new Maz Mickelson movie. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's showing right now. <laughs> it is showing right now. I almost went the last two nights, but every time I got off work, I'm like, I don't want to fucking go watch some probably boring movie about Maz Mickelson being a farmer. Yes, he's a farmer. Something about potatoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, this I do is love just him. what I need I, after I, I, work. I love him so much, and uh, I might still go see it if it keeps playing for another week, but I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta give your love a dis some distance and be like, listen, Mads. It's true. I mean, maybe make something a little more silly, and I'll. <laughs> There's got to be a middle ground between boring as hell <laughs> and you being gr- 
a grundle snatch or whatever. <laughs> just, just find, just find that please. middle ground, please. Very bizarre thing that uh, happened online as a new Death Stranding two trailer came out. Was oh yeah, Hideo Kojima dude. had to say like out loud, like, "Hey, Cliff's not gonna be in this game." Oh, I saw that because it's like, yeah, I played the game. I know, like, he's yeah. not. Which is sad. I thought about that. That's a bummer. But mm-hmm. that was a big thing where you were allowed to be like, guys, I'm sorry, but if you played the game, there's no reason. Which is weird for Kojima himself being like, guys, I thought of every possible way to bring him back. It was, I can't. I can't do it. And he had to like retweet that tweet and be like, listen, if you understand and love the character like I know you do, you know he can't come back. I, I took a screen cap of that initial tweet and sent it to Greg and I was like, bullshit. This man's coming back somehow. We know it. Oh, man. Uh, that trailer looked wild. I still I'm haven't so, watched it. I'm, I'm so excited. I have not been... I was actually just yelling. Like, I was, like, <laughs> screaming. It was, like, ten minutes of nonsense. It was amazing. It I makes mean, perfect sense to me as somebody who oh, played yeah, yeah. But, again, it was amazing. We, should show, we should show Carrie yeah, after this. It. Oh, I, my. I, I went to go watch it. I was like, nine minutes. What the shit? Oh. <laughs> like, uh, I'll watch that so later. Good. But I never did. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, my big... Uh, more just stranding up. I mean, my biggest concern and i don't think this will be it was if they took out the packaging if they didn't if no they, way that'd be yeah. awful because no way. that's I, the crux it, of the it, game. that's my favorite part <laughs> it seems like the part of the game is that they tried to automate the delivery but only what but then you know same poor bridges heat actually which would be great. That's exactly what we get. He's got to go back. We got to deliver. He's got to go find all the robot legs. <laughs> put it back online. Anyways, movies, films. Uh, Out of Darkness. What is this? I don't know what this uh, is. It's uh, my mom sent me a trailer, and she was like, "This looks like something you would like." <laughs> it's uh, it reminded me of the Ritual that movie that came out mm. a little bit ago. It seems to be. It seems like it might be set in like the stone age or something but it's this group of people and they seem to be being harassed by some sort of large creature perhaps an elder god oh (laughs) that sounds good so it seems pretty good i've been seeing some ads for it i don't know if it's gonna play around here we shall see madam web yeah baby (laughs) i hope this movie is okay. I don't know what I want from this movie. I'm just gonna watch it. Yeah. I don't know I, what I want. I, t- I don't know. I, I think you did this as well. I took the Alamo end of year survey thing, <laughs> and when it, it, there's a section where it tries to gauge your yeah. interest on different films, and it's like, what about this one? And when Madden Web came up, I clicked. We'll probably skip, <laughs> but I'll I'll do it. I'll okay, do it for good. you guys. I I want to be there day one. I want I want to experience sure this. You do. <laughs> Listen, we did it for Morbius. We gotta do That's it for Madam really Web. That's really actually true. If yeah. I'm gonna watch Morbius, I can watch Madam Web. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that one because uh, Dakota Johnson's doing the press tour for this movie, and she kind of she out of context, it came off really bad. But essentially, she said the thing I'm saying was like. At a certain point when you're making a movie, you just got to commit to the character and you just got to trust it comes out good because <laughs> yeah. that's what she says. Like, I was in this full blue screen. I've never done this before, so I'm just... Go with God. I, like, <laughs> I don't know if what I'm doing is good or not. Exactly. Which is a, which is a bold thing to which say. But I understand what she meant. I understand what she meant to say because right. I... Yeah, again, you just got to... But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, so It'll exciting. be funny for sure. Sydney Sweeney's in this. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, uh, people uh, people love her. People also, love she her. appears to be the Sony workhorse. She's in this. She's oh, uh, nobody but you's getting a re-release again. What? Because it's I made hundred and fifty million dollars. What? Yeah, yeah, it makes a like huge hit. 
Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, finally we're back, rom-com DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's getting re-released with bonus footage. What? Yeah, like, like Spider-Man. What? Like Spider-Man. For Valentine's Day. Which is genius. Incredible genius. So it'll make, it'll probably reach 200 million by the end of Doesn't the Doesn't Madam Web come out of, so there's going to be a Sydney yes. Sweeney double. Yes, 100%. Oh 100%. 100%. The Sween heads out there. Oh which I assume are just a bunch of do- weird dudes. Weird, weird dudes is like, yeah, euphoria. I watch it for the plot. The plot. Like, yes, I love, I love plot. I like, love we, plot. Nah. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Anyways, Madam Web, I don't know what I expect. I'm going to watch it. I hope they're more. Is, is there gonna be? Is this gonna be another Spider-Man spinoff where they don't bring up Spider-Man at all? Because uh. this would be the fourth one. Because if, if you Venom made a Madam Web movie, it'd be very, very difficult not to. Bring they up. did it with Venom twice. Though. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. I haven't they seen the movie, so I don't know. No, there's no context. But that convenience store lady will definitely be in this movie. One hundred percent. Although she was the not only thing I know about the movie about Venom. That's the only thing I know that there's a convenience store lady. There's a convenience store lady. But yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. I love I I'm just like like this whole last year was like Marvel like struggling to like make a profit on stuff and it got progressively worse. And I like the idea of Sony pushing out movies to try to like break them faster. Because like they're the only official MC movie this year is Deadpool 3, which will probably do well, it's probably those. Yeah. That's probably the win they need. Yeah. yeah. If that doesn't do well, then they Woo! Stop. it's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> the Deadpool heads don't come out for that. Yikes! That's it's, it's over. But I just like the idea of like Sony intentionally making like because this year they have Madam Web, Craven, and Venom three. Somehow oh, there's a third my. Venom movie this year, and like, wow, incredible. Just break. You, like, you just assume at some point Disney be like, "Can I pay you to not release <laughs> <Yes>. that more?" <laughs> we don't want Craven. No, Craven. no one's <laughs> wanting <Please>. Craven. <laughs> you didn't need to delay. It wasn't going to do better with Aaron Taylor Johnson doing press. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Anyways, uh, yep, Madam Web, I'm excited. Way the Pooh Blood High Two. God damn it! Somebody stop this <laughs> capitalism. What the fuck? Um. Which is my response to seeing that there's a Winnie the Pooh Blood Honey too, <laughs> and I saw this notes. As I understand, Tigger is now in public domain, so that's yes. why he's in this. And I guarantee you, a, a version of Mickey Mouse would probably be in the. Oh, the Steamboat Willie. Oh. Yeah, the Steamboat Willie one. Just throw him in there. Hilarious. I love how like the day that Steamboat Willie stuff happened, like four like spooky Mickey Mouse stuff got announced in like different. Because mm-hmm. there was like two movies and two games mm-hmm. that got mm-hmm. announced. Like, it would be fascinating if somebody, a third party documented the making of these movies. Because I would love mm-hmm. to know just what is the spirit on set. Like, fucking I don't know, man. Just How kill it. Put, her in a, put a girl in a hot tub. We'll kill her. It'll be great. Shit that shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's, and you're Winnie the Pooh and you can now summon bees. Because uh, Again, that's a thing Winnie the Pooh does in that movie. He summons a swarm of bees. Not a thing. Not, which I do not, not remember <laughs> happening to be. He doesn't like goal. bees at all, actually. That was the end goal of his stoutness exercises. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, sidebar, I watched Winnie the Pooh, The Hunt for Christopher Robin, and it didn't age as well as I remember, mm. which is a bummer. But I'm sure the Tigger movie and the Heffalump movie are still fantastic. Probably. Um, Ray the Pooh, love that guy. So this is a real bummer also. Yeah. What was I going to say? Also, um, oh yes. Also why, uh, again, we get, I get very, I've been very, I, I always complain that, man, back when you could just buy, a, like, DVDs and Blu-rays were more like, 
a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had bonus features and stuff. Which is why I thought about someone documenting Winnie the Pooh is because I saw some of the bonus features for Saw 3. And there's just a moment where the actress who plays the nurse in Saw 3 mm. just complains to the director of Saw 3. He's like, can you stop playing with your balls? Can you stop readjusting your balls? And I was like, that, that's on a Blu-ray. That's on print. The guy who directed Saw 10, one of the best movies of 2023. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so anyways, more of that, please. <laughs> anyways, uh, Bob Marley, one love. Um, I think the Bob Marley music is fine. The problem with this movie, it's just, it's just the music. Biopic. It's yeah. like the thing, you know. It's it, just, it feels like they're like, who, who's a famous musician we can make? We're running out of guys. We're <laughs> <laughs> running out of guys. Yeah. We can't make a Prince movie because there's already a Prince movie that people are going to compare us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way that any, I don't know, maybe the Prince estate is uh, more, well, the Prince is still alive. No, he's dead. He's dead. Sorry. My bad. My bad. But maybe the Prince, <laughs> the, the Prince estate is like, no, you're not doing that. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. I'm uh, probably not going to watch this. I'm yeah. also not going to watch this. I'm sorry. Uh, right. It's just like I know. I'm looking I, forward I, to not seeing this trailer I, Me too. <laughs> I just don't know anything about Bob Marley. Like, I feel like our, like, people our age, Bob Marley is just like, like, internet, like, old, like, old, like, 2009 internet, like, stone. That's about right. right. That's yeah. about right. Bob Marley is a guy who is on posters. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> So I just I just don't have that kind the of one greatest hits uh, vinyl is every yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's um, yeah so Godspeed um, I hope the Bob Marley estate makes some money out of it that's yeah. all I gotta say uh, Drive Away Dolls this is finally coming out in February finally I was allegedly re- allegedly according to the website I looked at I was really looking forward to this I was sad they moved it Death Stranding's Margaret Qualler Death Stranding Zone. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, who else? Uh, Beanie Feinstein's in it. In the actress from Blockers and what else? Yes, she's in? yes. But anyways, I yeah. Remember. But this is a uh, one of the Coen brothers. Yes, one of the Coen um, brothers. Um, and it's it's a fun little heist thing, um, where they you know have some stuff in their in their rental car and they go on a fun road trip. And then was like, we gotta catch those ladies. Yeah, and it looks fun. It looks yeah. like a fun yeah, time. It looks really fun. Yeah, I like I like Margaret Qualley's weird Texan accent. Also, that yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Relevant to the modern day lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that's that's February. February. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, after that, well, next time we record, we've probably already either recorded or about to record episode one of our best of. So that's something we gotta start Woo. prepping. Um, it'll be it'll be this. I have a feeling this is gonna be a weird list. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was this thinking about it at work today. List. I was like, I think we're all in different directions. Yeah, we are yeah. here like, yeah. completely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I feel yeah. very indifferent for a lot of stuff. That's so. why I also kind of feel indifferent. Excellent. Then we'll just do my top. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> top ten. Bam. Um. Anyways, Ryan, where can folks find you? If you go to letterbox.com slash film piece, that is me. Um, I am playing Persona 3 right now, so I probably will not be watching a lot of movies for a while because those games are, are a billion hours. Yeah. So I uh, catch my, my, my last review was on Defending Jacob because I watched that recently. Uh, my favorite part of that show, an Apple TV Plus original, I told Carrie this, um, as it is an Apple Plus original, there's a lot of Apple products, mm-hmm. and uh, the only person who, does not, who uses an Android is the pedophile character. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. It's very, very funny. 
<laughs> but like we can't. And like and and like it's so weird because like George, if you remember like the old Android phones, they had like the the navigation keys, the physical navigation mm-hmm. keys. It was one of those, but they also had the digital navigation keys, like, on top of that. So it was like, do they not know how these phones work? <laughs> fucking know. Apple, the people at Apple are like, what do they do? I don't know. Oh, they do. Just, shit. just give it to the pedophile, and it's fine. Uh, so that made me laugh really, really hard. Carrie, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on letterbox.com forward slash my first name, Carrie, K-A-R-R-I-E. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me at jcruzalvarez26, uh, where I don't know what I'll be watching other than this movie, The February, because again, we don't have a lot of, I think the only homework we'll have is not Oscar homework, it's just probably homework for us, the stuff that mm-hmm. we care about that we'll be mm-hmm. uh, pushing for. Um, I don't know, I watched, Maestro. I saw a Woody no. Allen movie the other day, and I gave it four and a half stars, so, Son of a bitch. yeah. George, <laughs> this is recorded. Very, very, very convenient you said that at the end of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't walk out. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. Um, until next time, fucking, I don't know, Argyle will probably be on Apple TV+. Plus. Hey, so let's go. Check it out then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye-bye. <laughs>